This is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. And today I have a little bit of a heavy heart. I um, have shared with you about my friend Reggie that has had brain cancer. Well, Friday uh, evening about six, Reggie uh, went home to be with Jesus. So that was really a good, hard, hard journey, hard for Sherry and and, um, uh, their two daughters, Amanda and Rachel, um, clearly, and for a lot of people. Um, uh, I was able to be there, um, walked in the room just to see, as, as they were counting how long it had been since he'd taken his last breath. Um, I, I want to share a couple things uh, today about my friend Reggie and about his journey. Uh, I, I really, today's theme will be a little bit of grief, well, and a couple of things I think are really significant. One is that grief is unique to the individual, but there are some common things that we have with grief. And in my, you know, Reggie's brain cancer has been going on for two years. And so, you know, we've had time to prepare, lived a little bit in hopes, maybe even denial, uh, that this cancer was going to take him at some point um, when he was diagnosed two years ago. His chances of survival with the type of cancer he had were pretty slim. And then actually a couple months ago when we went to California with Reggie and Sherry, went out to San Diego for six days, and it became apparent that the cancer had come back. He hadn't gone to get um, um, assessed again, but kind of we all knew it. His speech abilities were real limited. But my friend, um, he was my friend for about 30 years, um, and part of grief that I, that I love that CS, the way C.S. Lewis said this is grief is experiencing loss for someone you love. Um, and it's a way to c- continue to experience love toward them. And I think having that perspective on grief has really helped me over the years. I think part of the grief and then I think it's mixed with a sense of joy because Reggie uh, followed the Lord, believed that Christ forgave his sin and Christ alone could make him righteous. Um, and as a result, you know, Reggie is enjoying a reality and will, will for eternity, a reality of, of, um, of heaven. And there were things about heaven that Reggie had some questions about whether there would be animals there and, uh, some of those kind of things. But, um, uh, but I think the significance of, just his friendship. Uh, he was somebody that I felt confident when I shared something with him. He wasn't going to go tell someone. In other words, he was one of the men in my life that uh, there's a handful of men, but that I share my secrets with. Um, he was somebody that shared his secrets with me, and I, I'm really thankful that he trusted me enough to share the things in his life, mainly his past, his, his young adulthood. Um, but um, he was a man who struggled in his faith journey, but he didn't strike, he didn't waver or struggle around the gospel. The fact that his sins, the only means of forgiveness was Christ's death on the cross and, and resurrection. And the only way he was going to be righteous and made right with God was because of the work and the blood of Christ. And, you know, in light of all of his doubts, in light of all of his fears, in light of all of his unique qualities, some were uh, very fun and fabulous. Some were frustrated. One of his qualities historically was he was typically always late. Um, uh, are preoccupied with something and uh, didn't, you know. Uh, but that, that changed in the last handful of years. He was a lot more prompt, a lot more 
um, on time. And, and I think he saw, when Reggie saw areas of his life that were affecting others negatively, he worked on changing them, whether it was his uh, frustrations slash anger at times. You know, he knew how that affected Sherry and the girls especially and how it affected other people. And he, I really saw that part of his life change in the 30 years that I knew him. Um, he was a very giving, serving, loving, kind, gentle person. I have some great pictures with him. I have some pictures of him with my grandkids, and probably one of my most precious is uh, we were building birdhouses at Camp Bahukiwuki, and Reggie and Sherry came over, and Reggie was helping assemble and paint the birdhouses. I don't think he was doing much painting because the paint was all over the place. But my granddaughter, Lucy, who lives in Texas, Reggie was looking at, I think he was helping Chaser Atlas, one of the other grandkids, and Lucy went over, just grabbed him by the hand, and walked him around to her side of the table, and she said, Mr. Reggie, here's my birdhouse. And Reggie spent time, minutes with her, adoring the birdhouse and the different colors she had painted and you know the stick she wanted on it for the perch for the bird. Um, but anyway, I, I probably you'll probably hear more about my friendship with Reggie, but I, I again, just want to talk about grief for just a brief second. And I think grief is something that I've always thought of it like getting thrown in a river. You know, you don't really, you know, you got to kind of figure out where you're at and where the current's taking you and where the river goes. And if you fight the current, if you fight grief, if you try to deny it or you try to push it away, it it seems to uh, come back and, and catch up to you at some point. I feel like with Reggie, I've had a chance to really grieve, even pre-grieve his death so that it wasn't a shock. Some, some deaths and some losses are shocking. Um, Reggie's, we saw it coming, and especially we saw it coming the last couple months. But um, my, um, Sherry asked me to pray when the funeral home came, and my, my prayer was really simple. It was he, he loved well and is well-loved. And I think that really helps, will help them Reggie's family and friends will help me in grieving is just knowing how much he loved me and that love and my sadness really is a response and a way to continue to express love for Reggie. Anyway, those are my thoughts for today. Thanks.